Welcome, everybody, to the Be Revolutionary podcast. This is episode 11. Wow, 11 episodes. This is impressive, even by my standards. Uh, we have Ryan Saravelli as our guest today. And of course, Emily Barry as our co-host. And way. I'm Andrew Perry, and I'm also a co-host on the show. Uh, Emily, it's been a while. It has. It's been too long. The last episode, I was with Eric uh, and Brian. Yes, and we only have three spots, so I had to sit out. That was a great show, Andrew. You did fantastic as a host. Thank you very much. That's why I, I wasn't here. Led with that, I wanted to hear well. yeah, a compliment. Yeah, so great. Why don't you kick things off? I know this has been, we've missed a couple of weeks here, but uh, we're a little rusty. Let's shake it off. Let's <laughs> dive right in, and let's do this thing. Okay. All right. Don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. Like, you're not making me nervous. I'm more nervous I won't do well, and then he'll say he could have done a better job, and then this will never end. So I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm more excited to actually be here with you for one whole hour. We had to wow. track down his assistants. We had to put in his calendar. His assistants, assistant. We had three scheduled, but they were rescheduled. He's here today. He's yeah. here today. I'm so excited, and I have so many questions to ask you today. I know okay. the answer to a lot of them, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> okay. So, Ryan, I do an intro, just so you know, on people when they come here. So, I uh -oh. have a paragraph I'm going to read on you. Okay. I didn't write it. You can guess who wrote it when I read it. It's kind of your career summed up in a nutshell. All of your career. Is that even possible? It is Ooh. possible. Ryan, you founded Revel Realty in 2013 after a successful basketball career. After multiple championships, you played professional basketball in Italy, France, and Poland, which is super impressive. Uh, I don't, I've never been to those countries. Um, you, have, you have a psychology degree, which explains a lot. I didn't know you had a psychology degree until I read that and put this intro together. And a master's in education. Really smart guy. Yeah. I can see why everyone likes you. And you so won't go that far. Okay, let's continue. Professional sports background. Then you took all of that, you switched gears, left the high school you were teaching at, mm -hmm. and went into real estate. Then wow. after that, decided to take the epic challenge of opening up a brand new brokerage in the Nega region. Super successful today. So that's everything in a nutshell. So I have a lot of questions today. Do you want to interrupt me? No, not at all. You've been, you okay. just jumped right back in and I love it. Okay, I'm going to ask the first question just to get things going, Ryan. What made you switch gears from basketball in Europe to teaching? Uh, and then, sorry, my first question. What made you switch gears from basketball in Europe to teaching in Niagara? Let's start there. I know the answer to this, but I'll let you. Share. Okay. So actually I stopped basketball prematurely when it was considered my prime. I was 27 yeah. years old. Um, I probably could have continued traveling Europe and playing in various countries but um, mainly the reason why I returned home was for family reasons. I wanted to be closer to my parents who I, and my brothers who I had been away for for so many years. And given the situation of my father and his current condition at the time, it was just difficult for me to be traveling across Europe when I felt that my heart was still at home. So that was sort of the deciding factor to, at that age, it was a critical age in my life that I had to decide where my future was going to, um, to end up. And I wanted to start in Canada. Okay. And yeah. then, so you started teaching. So I returned home. I, I actually uh, got involved into business in my father's company, Thold Auto Parts and Recyclers. And I learned a lot about the business world um, from my father and my brother and my mother. And um, I always had an interest in, in teaching. Um, it just educating um, young people was, was always intriguing for me. And uh, so I decided to take the leap from business to go into teaching, but I always knew I would return back to business. And it was just uh, after three and a half years that that led me back into the business world where I decided to take real estate full time. So you, you taught for about three years. So it was yeah. a short career, but I've run into people all the time that Every, are like, Ryan yeah. used to teach. Ryan was my he teacher. He was my favorite How teacher. And I'm like, you've oh, taught in three years. How's that? Here we go again. <laughs> Because you can't go anywhere without somebody knowing him. You know what? The teaching was great. And it's funny because these kids have obviously grown up. And when they yep. when they contact you, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit weird, a little bit odd, because they're in the situation where they're investing into real estate. And I still yeah. look at them as a, you know, as a grade 10, grade 11 student. So it's yeah. it, it, that part has been has been great. But uh, Andrew, you're right. Just for three years, 
um, for the amount of students that I taught. And uh, it was a great experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Right? Well, it was three years. And in those years, you made an impact that people, you know, still remember you and not because you're on the billboards of Niagara. The billboards. I have a topic today on the billboards. Okay. So my next question is, so at what point did you go into real estate? What year did you get your license? Oh, so I was I 2007. Okay. At the same time I was hired as a teacher and I actually did both jobs for three years. Yes. And, um, uh, on my lunch, time. And right after school at two 30, I was showing property and I was listing uh, properties. And, um, at that point, um, Pinewood Homes Niagara gave me a great opportunity to start with new construction. It was a product that they were listing at two forty nine nine, and they thought, wow. yeah, back then it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore nice. in Niagara, but, yeah. um, yeah, the owner thought that at my age in my twenties could correlate very well with the purchasers for this product and gave me an opportunity that, that I thought was, was very generous at the time. And then it sort mm -hmm. of kickstarted my real estate career. So I can speak for other new agents too. When you have that other job in the first few years, it's challenging. You have to hustle. You have to work hard. You worked a lot of weekends. We've talked about this like mm -hmm. week, every weekend was open houses for the builder. You have to build your business while you were teaching. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, we, we've mentioned this many times. Um, every Saturday and Sunday I was always working. It was, uh, it was a seven day work week for me prior to, uh, having kids and, and being married. So that was the opportunity that I had to really invest in and grow my business. Like, as you mentioned, and you teach quite often is in this industry, you have to build your business. And for us at that point, it was sitting open houses and generating leads mm -hmm. and a database of clients. So I took advantage of that in, uh, in my late twenties. Perfect. Um, okay, Ryan, you mentioned family. I know family is so important to you because I know you well. Um, you had a lot of support from your family. Was this an adventure that everybody supported you with? Was there, or was that, or were there some people <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, let's fast forward to maybe like starting your own brokerage. So funny enough, my mother was the one who encouraged me to get my real estate license. When I went for approval to my father, yeah. He actually commented that his very good friend is a realtor in the industry for 20 years and never really accomplished anything um, to allude to the fact that I, I would probably follow in the same <laughs> footsteps as, and not accomplish too much. So um, that motivated me to prove my father wrong, that I could enter into this industry and 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 be successful. So it was it was always a driving force um, in the background for me. And, and, and let's talk a little bit about pushing through that idea you had of Revel and there's resistance in the community because opening a new brokerage, mm -hmm. uh, there's not a huge success rate. Like somebody wants to open a new real estate office. It's, it's tough and you have to build a brand. That's not something that's easy to do. So did you get some just people in the community discouraging you from doing that? Why are you leaving these, uh, you know, an established brand to open something? Yeah. I mean, at that point when I decided I wanted to go on my own, um, I had a, a long talk with Nikki, my wife, and she was obviously on board. Um, I probably didn't understand the challenges that were ahead of us, um, <laughs> how difficult it would be to develop yeah. a brand, how much money would be invested, how much time, thought, and energy would be put into it. Um, that was the exciting part about it. I mean, if you look at my background in basketball, it was always sort of the underdog mentality, playing for small schools, playing in a sport that I pretty much didn't belong in. So it sort of followed suit with what I was accustomed to and used to. So that was the intriguing part about going on my own. Now that I look back, would I do it again? I'd probably have second uh, thoughts on that sure. question. Yeah. yeah. So using uh, that basketball experience when you're first getting started. I mean, I remember, uh, as a sales manager, we were always taught to, you know, look out for people who had a competitive sports background because of that competitiveness and their willingness to kind of not give up. So do you think, um, your experience, uh, you know, with basketball was something that very much helped you get the, uh, brokerage off the ground? To be honest, I think it was the driving force. Yeah. Um, in, in sport and any sport, most athletes understand this, um, the, the push to succeed, um, to push yourself to levels that you probably would not normally go to, mm. um, the challenges, I, I, the competitive nature, I think our industry is very competitive and, yeah, and some people sense. falter and other, others fuel on it. I, I tend to fuel on it. Um, I like that there's no ceiling heights. You can kind of push yes. yourself to, to limits where th th there's not a top to mm. it. So yeah, I think, I think the sport background was a huge contributing factor to it for sure.
I think Ryan and uh, I've got to know you over the years and you like a challenge. And I, I, I <laughs> personally love when somebody tells me you probably shouldn't do that or you can't do something. And then I go ahead yeah, and I'm like, I'll show you, I'll do it. And I yeah. feel like there's a little bit of that with, yeah. with rebel. Um, okay. So how did you convince people to join in the beginning? <laughs> what was your recruiting campaign? Did you even, did you, <laughs> um, because I remember when you were brand new, open the doors, um, was there a sense of like, I'm going to grow this big or I'm just going to see kind of who, you know, is interested. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think we would be at this point this quickly. Um, I mean, anytime you open a business, there's no standing still. And I knew I was going to push the company moving forward. How quickly it was undetermined at that mm -hmm. point. Uh, but you're right. I wanted to see the reaction of the community at first. And they were very receptive to it. They were receptive to the name, our marketing strategies, the culture that was being established. And, uh, and then from there, I think it opened our eyes to say, okay, let's continue this push a little forward mm -hmm. and, and see where it will take us. And then along the way, I think critical things happened. I mean, you were very instrumental in that critical stage <laughs> and early on. And Andrew was as well. And I think lots uh, of people, lots, a lot of people were exactly, it wasn't just, um, you two, but, but when, when you add such important components to a company and they, they, they add to the, to the culture and the characteristics of this, of this brand, um, it just started to expand organically on its own and we couldn't keep control of it, to be honest with you. And, and just be sorry to, Okay, yeah, family. I know you got more questions. Who came up with the Revel Ed idea? Revel Ed? Yeah. Oh, I've got that in here. Oh. Um, oh, I don't sorry. know. We might argue on a couple things today. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I got Revel Ed in here, but I, I want to go back to the billboards because before you started your billboards, if I can comment, billboards were kind of boring. Real estate billboards, I don't remember seeing a lot of them. Then join the revolution. And I don't even know how many you did. You had them everywhere. How many did you do? Yeah. That so we, we started off with Revel coming soon Yeah. And, and the public didn't know what Revel was. Yep. So the billboard company was calling me, asking me if they were allowed to inform the public of what type yeah. of company we were. And we yeah. said, no, it was part of uh, our marketing strategy. So right. we had, we had a time where it was Revel coming soon. And then, and then just, we took off the coming soon and said Revel Realty. And then we went into join the revolution. Um, a lot of brainstorming actually with my brother Dean and I over the mm -hmm. phone late nights. And we thought join the revolution was, would be very catchy. And then we did a marketing campaign on billboards with join the revolution. And I think it actually worked and uh, mm -hmm. it, it served as a good lure for, for the first fish, which was Emily Berry. I yeah. remember the billboard exactly <laughs> driving down Thorlstone road seeing the billboard and that was it. I was like, you know what? I've been seeing this board and what's this revolution and I want to join. And it was so silly. I'm thinking this marketing's working on me. Yeah. Um, but, but you called one time. You had some really cool boards and my favorite, my favorite boards, Ryan, were the music boards. Yeah. You're going to do those again? Cause those are fun. Yeah, that was during the, the Christmas boards. holiday. Yeah. We, we, we did some, uh, you and Nikki came up with Yeah, those. We did some like Beatles and, yeah. uh, um, yeah, you say you want to join a revolution or and every, you, every, what was it? Needs a revolution. Santa Claus is coming to town. We did like Santa Claus is coming to Glendale. Every generation like a, needs a revolution. That was one of my favorite. Yeah. So we were, we okay. were always being creative in house and that, that I think was really intriguing for, for was, the company. Well, for it everybody. was different, right? It that was different. Was it was innovative. Was different. Yeah. And it was, and at that point, I mean, it was very fresh. So let's talk about Nikki. So Nikki plays a huge role at Revel from the beginning. Huge. Tell us about Nikki's role, how it's changed and evolved. And can you comment on working with your spouse? The good, the amazing, <laughs> and the challenges. So Nikki, yeah, Nikki was huge in, in the development of Revel. Um, she took care of everything on the back end, behind the scenes. She's been an organizer. Yeah, and she started as the deal secretary. And I can remember many nights, you know, uh, rolling over at 2 a.m. and then seeing the office lights still on and her doing those deals. Self-taught mm -hmm. on how to run the accounting department. Thank God she worked at a bank in the past when she was younger. So she yeah. had good experience with with, mm -hmm. with the financials, but, um, yeah, she was huge in, in, in the development of the company and for me to sort of bounce ideas off. Um, she's very particular with her style and her, and she's her, very creative, very she comes creative up with as well. Good ideas. Yeah. We would always run ideas and Nikki would 
probably be the one to finalize. Yeah. So that was, that was exciting. I mean, we were on vacation. We'd be talking about it. Mm -hmm. We go for walks. We come up with different ideas. Mm -hmm. So so working with your spouse, your next question, I I mean, I I think it's great. We have different roles in the company. Mm -hmm. And so we're not really in front of each other quite often. That's what I say. People ask me about working with Joe and I'm like, I'm not with him every second. It's very different what we do. And it's not like we're tagging along each other. And, but it's nice. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. at Revel, there's a lot of husband and wife. We have family oriented teams. Yeah. yeah. It's a family business. And I think it's nice. And, uh, and it's a supportive environment for, for one another. So I think it's great. And, And Nikki has done a great job. She's awesome. And she's great at planning those parties, those big parties that we're going to have again soon. Yeah. Actually, we will have them we, again. we did have I'm some great parties in the past. I'm from oh Revel parties yeah. at the moment, especially this time <laughs> of year. That's why I joined. I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> Andrew's out here. Uh, okay. The Johnny Rocco buffets. <laughs> so very early on when I first joined Revel... I remember right away there was a, f- a frenzy of Friday fun or something. And I didn't know. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was a Friday frenzy. I didn't know how to spell it. I still don't. Z or S, I don't know. It's Friday frenzies. And we have continued them throughout uh, the last six years. Even through lockdown, we had Friday frenzies over Zoom. A lot of fun. Uh, Ryan, what is, what's your favorite Friday frenzy that you attended? Oh, Wow. I think we've had a, a lot of great Friday frenzies. Did I stump him? Um, <laughs> yeah, let me think back. Um, was it like the time you were so good at the axe throwing? Axe throwing was fun. Because he was so good at it. Was it the time you were so good at like the arrow shooting and got the target? I, no, every I think time? Bowl, the bowling night was fun. You bowling know? nights are good. Yeah. You guys did archery. We, oh, the bowling Yes, remember? we did archery. I missed archery. Remember yes. I pulled a muscle. And, and, and Emily pulled a muscle and couldn't work. You, you, you pulled... Uh, it, was a, it was a buttocks muscle. muscle. <laughs> she pulled her muscle. I did. I couldn't walk. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, I just didn't have the form. I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. it was pretty bad. So, I mean, the Friday Frenzies is just a great, um, I think, thing that the company has where we can all be social, have a great time together. Stay you guys did shape. the yoga... Goat yoga, oh, where the, the, hot, the goat, the goat uh, yoga peed on Andrew. Yeah, yeah. all over. Yeah, Andrew I wasn't peed. there. Yeah, I think we've talked about it. The on hot the show. yoga was bad. Joe came to that. I got some really awkward pictures of you and Joe doing <laughs> hot <Joe>. yoga <laughs> that I didn't post too many places. If you oh ever need God. something, a dish on Ryan. I have the have the hot yoga pictures. Okay, uh, let's move on from Friday friends. These are so much to go through. Revel Ed, I know Andrew. <laughs> Revelet is really important, and I do want to touch on that today. Um, Revelet was created uh, super early in the game. So we had all these new agents joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know what to do with them. They're all calling me, and they're calling <laughs> some of the other uh, experienced agents, and, and we wanted to help them. Um, so really quickly, we had to establish something. And there, there was an, it evolved, though. Do you want to talk about yeah, Revelet at all? I mean, you were a big part in, in helping the growth of Revel and you saw how, how my time was very thin mm-hmm. and you jumped in to take a lot of the, the meetings with new realtors that were joining. And then mm-hmm. once they joined, there was a responsibility to provide for these realtors, education, right? Education, yeah. Yeah, education. So so you and I really sat down and narrowed down a, a great education program that I think was always being tweaked. And, um, and I, I love it because realtors who have gone through that program uh, I mean, Darcy was yeah. rookie of the year <coughs> afterwards, which was great. I mean, you're, you know, Andrew, you've, you've done so much with it as well. Um, and I just, I, I was, I was intrigued by it because I, I think the, the key to sales is educating. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, and I think that's been such a great backbone of the company and it's become your baby. I know how, how serious mm-hmm. you take it. Um, yeah, but you've done a great job with it and, yeah, and now it's evolved into its own it's division. It's trying to get it is, is organized as possible. And I think that's what's lacking in real estate and, and uh, some other brokerages is they say they have mentor programs. They say they have, they have training and will train you. Um, but there's nothing really like, um, there's no cycles. There's no, like every, you know, on this day we have a class, they just kind of, you know, put things together, especially when the lockdown hit. And I know a lot of brokerages had nothing to offer because mm-hmm. they didn't go to, to digital. Don't you take did. attendance too? <laughs> yeah, you take attendance and it, it's accountability. And I, and I think it's great. I think you do a great job on it. It is. It is, it is good. Yeah. And even Sam uh, Johnson hopped back on. She hadn't, uh, Sam was on my team and she she hopped on after not being on in a, for a few months. And she's like, oh my God, I forgot how amazing it is. It's getting me fired up. It's getting me back uh, rejuvenated. And yeah. they, my team had a, had a week of, you know, all these bad things happening. You mm-hmm. know, buyers walking away. It was one after another. And then they kind of, 
got back involved in the Revelette and they got to listen to you. Uh, I forget what class it actually was, but they said the big takeaway was not just the education, the education, but the culture and the family and the yeah. support. Huge support. And yeah. and again, they're getting taught by top, by top producers. And that's a huge difference with other places can just hire somebody you know, to, to teach and train, but they're not out there selling and they're, they don't have the experience behind them. I really love throwing my stories in there and they love it. And the other mentors help me teach too. It's not just me. So yeah. it's a great, great program. And we have the cute logo going now. <laughs> We've got a little dot What's guy. That? You know? Yeah, it's good. Okay. So Revelette, very good. Um, Are you going through a checklist? I got a checklist today. I had to look organized in front of Ryan. They're supposed to be organic conversation. No, I knew he was going to make me nervous. So I needed to stay organized. Okay. We have some time for break. Okay. No yeah. break yet. You're Revel okay. luxury. This is from Joe actually, cause Joe helped me uh, prepare some questions. He okay. said, uh, let's ask Ryan about the luxury market because it's, it's exploding in Niagara this year. We haven't touched on the market, but you and I touch on the market a lot. So I don't want to yeah. go there too much, but specifically with Revel luxury, um, how does Revel luxury add value for the agents and clients? So why we put it together yeah. years ago and then your take on the luxury market right now, cause you're really look at Joe, right? Joe's good. Um, <laughs> so when we, when we started Revel, we made it mandatory to have professional photography with every listing. I think just that alone um, shocked a it lot of the realtors. Apart, yeah. It set us apart almost immediately. And now, you know, with our Revel luxury division was a step further with that because we started yeah. to see a lot of our realtors were listing a lot of luxury in Niagara. Mm -hmm. Prices were obviously increasing. Yeah. Um, and you bring in realtors like Andrew Perry coming in with, with luxury listings. And we developed, a, uh, you know, the luxury division to, to sort of, um, I would say, mainstream uh, some of the things that we were doing at the luxury uh, components. And I love what we've created. I think a lot of the Niagara residents trust our marketing. They actually like what we're doing, um, mm -hmm. how it's sort of outside the box a little bit, Andrew. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And it gains, I think, great attention, exposure for the clients. And uh, I think our package is, is second to none. And when it comes mm -hmm. to professional photography and videography with professional write-ups, mm. um, brochures and, and all the digital marketing it was that kind we do. of the next step really. Cause we had, you had the brand established and we had yeah. this culture growing we were getting recognized and now we needed a platform for our agents to go and, and get listings over top of other people that were kind of the luxury people. Um, and so we put that together and I think the value for the agents is they have this great, this great brand to go in and compete with those other, uh, right. luxury, you know, there's certain areas that people know this is the luxury person yep. in my area. And we're like, no, 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 we can do this and we can do it even better. And we look cool too. Right. Yeah. And we, have and, and, I, and I think another thing as well is that what one thing that I've learned from you, Ryan, um, is, you know, to say yes to opportunities. And I think that's a huge thing because when I first got started, you know, do you want to list this big luxury farm, 50 acres? Oh, geez, I've never done that. It's before. intimidating for it's a new intimidating. agent. And I think the one thing, um, that we can provide our agents from the Revel luxury program is mm -hmm. that we take, we try to take out all mm -hmm. the guesswork, mm -hmm. right? We want you to say yes to the opportunities mm -hmm. and we want you to feel confident in taking those opportunities. Um, and, and, and just kind of, it, it's laid out for you, right? A simple checklist, photos, videos, sign, right? And it's just one of those uh, value added services that we like to offer that just kind of kicked things up a notch. Yeah. And and we had so many logos, remember? We were picking, <laughs> yeah. picking and there was so many and we, we finally got it. And I think it's sharp and I think it's cool. Um, and we have that tagline at the end of our go videos. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I rebel luxury. It. You can do I rebel it. luxury. We don't just sell homes. We sell, sell lifestyle. lifestyle. We sell lifestyle. <laughs> you know what? My first listing in 2007 was a $1.2 million listing in St. Catharines, close to where I live right now. That, that would be worth a lot right now. Yeah. And I said yes to it and I had no experience at all. Yeah. And I wasn't guided on yeah. how to approach the listing. I obviously didn't sell it. I tried everything, mm -hmm. but you said it right, Andrew. I think providing this, this, um, you know, this, this booklet of what, what it takes to sell luxury, checklist. a checklist yeah. of what it takes to sell luxury listing. We have great realtors that are always uh, training mm -hmm. through Revel Ed. And now you add this component of, of the luxury division and they become very equipped 
to uh, to be successful exactly. at that stage, right? I should probably mention too, like like Joe's really helped with the quality because that's very important to the luxury clients is mm-hmm. any, anyone can do video right now. Everybody's doing video, yes. but how, what's the quality going to be like? What's the length of the video? Yeah. How are you going to stand out from the other agents that are coming and saying they're doing video and to show them a product. So when agents come to me and they say, I'm going to price out a luxury listing, can you help me prep? I'll yeah. send them like three links of, of our stuff that, that Joe's done and showed yeah. the quality uh, because we've, we've tweaked it through the years and make sure the quality is on point. I think Joe has done a, a, an incredible job because he comes with a critical eye mm-hmm. and he's always looking to improve um, the luxury division and separate that from a regular listing. And I think he's done a great job mm-hmm. and, and we're seeing, a lot of luxury listings come through the company. There's a lot yes. of, uh, definitely the luxury market. We talked about this a little bit with Evan when Evan was on, uh-huh. remember the luxury market? Yes. Um, he talked about the commercial industry right now too, but luxury is just booming more people. Like we used to take a luxury listing years ago and plan on having it on the market for, for a little while, maybe six months at least. I now, would sign nothing it's getting, less than a year. Are you, you're saying competing yeah, offers right. on luxury? Yeah, we're seeing that more often. Um, I mean, what is luxury now? I mean, the average sale price has gone up considerably. Yeah. That's what people right? ask us. What, what's the number? And we don't have a number don't for luxury. Number. It just it has to be a million dollar teardown. And does that mean that it qualifies for a luxury package? Right. Mm-hmm. We've called uh, luxury properties, uh, Niagara in the Lake condominiums luxury mm-hmm. because they're gorgeous and they're modern and they are luxury. Exactly. Um, but you have something that's dated and needs gutting and it's still going to sell for one point five because it's going to be worth 3 million when it's updated. Yeah. That's, you know, so, so we do use the, doesn't mean that we're, we're not going to service them as, as far as we would any other client. Absolutely. You know what? I have a question for Andrew speaking about luxury, you you know, you've listed a lot of luxury in your career and using Revel's luxury division. How has that supported you Mm-hmm. along the way with your listings because I've seen you sold quite a bit of luxury I mean especially in Niagara Lake he does yeah He's well the bi- the biggest thing especially when I'm going into a listing presentation is this okay because if you didn't know much about the different things that Joe does for these luxury packages you would be going into a luxury presentation and be like yeah we've got HD photos we do like uh, a video uh, yeah and then we do a feature sheet and then they'd be like, okay, but how is that different? different. Yeah, so what the luxury, uh, Revel luxury package is, is it's a different kind of photos. It's magazine quality. They're photos. hand blended. These photos are hand blended. Each photo. <laughs> Joe so has a, yeah. about five photos per, per each scene mm-hmm. and you blend it all together and each photo gets individually edited and prepared. And it's not cheap. And, and with the, uh, the video, it's not just your standard sh- the, you know, the same music everybody's video, heard, right? Yeah. It's a story. It's it, there's a dialogue and content that's written by a professional author who writes all of our copy, right? So it's uh, it's it's helped me a lot, and especially if again, if I didn't have that checklist, I would be going in blind, and I essentially would not be able to explain myself right. properly. Awesome, guys. Well said. I've got so much more here. Do you, do you want to break or do you want me to keep going? Keep it going. Oh, Cameron's already reset everything. So let's Amazing. Keep going. Okay. We're going to dive into the magazine. <laughs> we have a rebel magazine and let me just tell you, I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought, Ryan, this idea, nobody has a rebel magazine. It's not going to go anywhere. Nobody has a rebel magazine. <laughs> or no one has it. No brokerage has a, a magazine. magazine. And he was just like, no, I, I got this vision. It's going to be good. I'm just, just wait. And of course you're right. And I was wrong <laughs> because that happens. And then he rubs it in my face. Um, but let's talk about the magazine. Cause it start. you started it. What year was it? Well, this will be year five. Year so five, five so years right, ago. It was the second year. Second year. Did the magazine. Um, it was, it was, the, I have so much fun at the magazine. I'm, I'm sad this year about launch party launch party. I'm really upset. Really still upset have a social upset. distance party in the parking lot. Yeah, but yeah, I, potentially. I, I, I thought like about a live, reveal the magazine from yeah. the roof. Thought about like bringing a live a, reveal. We can do like a could. live link. Yeah, if the weather if the weather you. agrees. Weather agrees. Yeah. But Flat do you want to do you want to talk about um, <clears throat> maybe your idea behind the magazine, the fun you've had with it, the because I know it's a lot of work. Where the idea come from? Oh, his head. The, yeah. um, <laughs> I think when I was in Europe, I I remembered a, a situation. I picked up a, a very stylish magazine, yeah. and it had. And it had clothing in it. It had, um, it had cars, it had travel. And then I saw a little glimpse of, of real estate. So mm-hmm. I thought back, um, 
not being a franchise company that we could term this magazine mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of own it ourselves. And we called it Revel Style Magazine with an incredible launch party every single year, which is fantastic. And it's it's to connect with the community. It's yeah. to um, it's to promote lifestyle. Like uh, I think people are intrigued to see what is happening in their community, to learn a little bit about uh, real estate. Everyone is interested in real estate and 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 culture and fashion some travel, um, food. There's a lot of foodies. I mean, Niagara has great restaurants and and wineries. So I think just encompassing it all together with what we stand for is to celebrate, is to celebrate Mm -hmm. culture, celebrate lifestyle. Um, and that's what the whole premise of the magazine was. And honestly, we, we have so much fun with it. We, Mm -hmm. we do videos, to launch the magazine Mm -hmm. when that Joe has done great job. We have episodes and I act yeah, you actually act and, and direct. And I direct. I think yeah. that was, that's what that was called. And yeah. So the launch of the magazine, I missed a joke there. Make it fun of me. You you launched the first edition at a year where Revel was really being recognized. Like it, we were in our second year. We mm-hmm. were getting all these new people joining each month. I think the community and the other brokerages were looking at us like, what's happening over there? And then you launched this, this magazine that was, it was a little risky. The cover was really nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I think it just said like, look, we're here. This is us. We're stylish. We're different. We're, we're. Yeah. And we're, and we're comfortable in our own skin. Absolutely. And whatever that skin is, we're going to be comfortable with it and we're going to do it together. And that was the message that we put out. And it was received. You're right. It was very risky. It was received well. There was some, some conflict <laughs> with it, I think, uh, that we all received. And I think internally, some people questioned it. And now it's it, they they love it and they look forward to it. And we're just about to launch uh, Revel Style Magazine issue five. Which I don't know what the cover looks like. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it's going oh, to be something very special. I usually pry it out of him, but I haven't seen him lately. So I can't pry it out of him because, you know. Um, so I'm excited to see the magazine. Yeah. I think I did. I did a little feature. Yeah, I've got, I've got a little page in there. Yeah, I did a feature year. as well. You did feature? a feature? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. We all do features in the magazine. <laughs> but also, before you switch it up on me again. Yes. Um, I don't know if many people know the story. I'm not trying to make this about me. But, but I'm going to. Um, so <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but when I first came to Rebel. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Nikki actually invited Reached me, out to you. Yeah, invited me to the launch party, the magazine launch party. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And where was it? The Christmas party. It, it, see, there's so many parties, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was a magazine <laughs> launch party. And I was just so blown away. Not just by the magazine. It was amazing, by the way. There were these girls, but like, you know, tassels, and there was all Brazilian that. Dancer, that was impressive. <laughs> but, yeah, that was pretty good. It was a good, good, very stylish. But I just think seeing everybody come together and, and, and see the camaraderie, camaraderie? Yeah, camaraderie. camaraderie. And the family and, the, and the, the culture and the parties. And it was just everybody was so extremely friendly that uh, mm-hmm. I even got in a picture before I signed with the brokers. Before Remember you did, that? I don't know. So you, you hey, were wait, on, what were you? What were you doing in there? You, you were on party? the radar. You were on the radar. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah. But, you're on the radar. <laughs> but I think just seeing how everybody celebrated, uh, I think that was just a huge thing. So not only is it is is this magazine an amazing uh, piece to showcase. Niagara, our realtors, the brokerage, but it's also a very, um, uh, what do I say, a friendly way of, of showing clients and other realtors what Revel's all about. Yeah. I would say the top, top four or five moments in Revel, not to be cheesy, really, uh, but if I'm honest, it's, it's the magazine launches because when we play the video, that I know Joe works at editing and it yeah. was casted and Dean writes the script and we, <laughs> we film it and I'm stressed and Ryan and I are fighting and it gets stressful. <laughs> and we come up with this great, you know, episode of the brokerage. That's hilarious. I, I think we think we're funnier than other people. Like, no, the people who attend do laugh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, of course. So uh, <laughs> it, it's seeing that episode play and, and then the launch, then you know, the, and it yeah. goes, it, it's one of the big, and the big, Last year's Last, yes. launch Last with Jen year Blakely was, doing the 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 music video that was very fantastic. Emotional. And that then was the very emotional. I, I to me, I mean, I have it on my phone still. That was yeah. like a top moment for me being with the company. And you, and you mentioned it. We have, I think, 
the best photographer out there that shoots the cover. Yeah. And she does a fantastic job every She's single great. year for she us. Made, so she she's makes fantastic. me look great. Yeah, she made you look pretty good um, re- recently. <laughs> she, she does that. <laughs> great um yeah so so that that's a lot of fun we'll miss that a little bit but we'll get back to it yeah. we'll have another launch and a, another yeah, party parties soon. parties to come okay guys we're rolling here what about the galas tell us about um because early on ryan we talked about fundraising and kind of giving back to the community as opposed to like really putting the uh, attention on our realtors as top producers and winning all these awards i think early on you and i talked about let's shift gears and make it about like the community and what mm-hmm. can we do to raise money um, and fundraise and kind of make it more about that and have a big gala. That's not about us really, but it's about something else more big. Yeah. I mean, I think that was another big idea that came within the company mm-hmm. um, at a time when you mentioned other, other companies are, are handing out awards and we, we went against the grain yet another time and, mm-hmm. uh, and focus on something, I think, a much larger, much bigger. And it's the community to give back, mm-hmm. right? So we created the Revel Charity Ball. Again, just a fantastic like, so much fun. party, yeah. um, great celebration, as Andrew mentioned, where the community c- gets together for a bigger purpose. And we raised great money for Project Share one year. We raised um, um, money for the, um, the Niagara uh, St. Catharines Hospital for the Heart yeah. Foundation. Um, unfortunately we had slated this year for Bethlehem housing, yeah, Bethlehem housing. Yeah. Next, but uh, I still have something that, yeah, we're, we're going to work on for Bethlehem housing, um, because COVID stopped that. Um, but again, it's something that we can, um, take ownership uh, of and it's, it's for something bigger and larger than, than being recognized was, again, for it was sales. something different. Yeah. And I think the first one you threw was like, there was a lot of planning and like, is this like people going to come and is yeah. it going to be a thing? And yeah. it was sold out. Yeah. We had, you know, the mayor's there. We had everybody and it was so much fun. And we were like, it was like very fancy and people were pulling up in limos and we're just sitting there like, what just happened? (laughs) This is a lot of fun. And then you, you have fun too. Yeah. We, we have fun. last to leave the party. Yeah. A hundred percent. And especially with the the friends I grew up with. Yeah. Don't behave very well. But (laughs) I had a lot of fun fun? joining the buddies there in the, by the bar. Yeah. So no, it's it's a great cause. Honorary, you know, revelers. They just come along. Yeah. There, yeah, that's funny. But it's something very special. I, I love the charity ball. I was so disappointed that we weren't able to celebrate yeah. that this year. But uh, hopefully, if things do improve with COVID, we'll be back at it. Amazing. Okay, um, guys, let's uh, let's talk about new construction because Revel's known for new construction. Um, and you mentioned Ryan working for a builder right off the start. And um, I love hearing your early career stories because you're super successful today. Um, I do tell your stories to the new agents. I say, you know, yep. Ryan worked hard. He hustled. He was, un, you know, under a team leader. Uh, you know, he had to work hard to where yep. he's at today. And I tell them that. Um, but Revel's just, um, I guess the question is, why do you think builders are attracted to Revel as a marketing platform? I'm, and why new construction every year since you opened? Yeah. So, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, new construction started off uh, right on the onset for me. Um, and it was self-taught. Nobody taught me how to do it. It was spending hours and hours. And you taught me. Yes. And I remember when the first time you came, you didn't know the difference between plywood and a two by four, but, I but you, it. no, but you sold though. <laughs> she did sell. You did sell. I have to give you so credit Brian, for that. They, they, they said they wanted a house under 300. We don't have any. And I just, I just shook my head. Like, Emily, we have that model. It's two ninety nine. I was like, I'm so sorry. Never sending me back again. No, but I, I improved. So yeah, I, so, I got better. So I, again, Pinewood Homes gave me a great opportunity to start. And I had to teach myself uh, on those hours on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, it became very comfortable for me. And when we opened Revel, um, you were a great realtor. And again, it was just another component that I thought you could have added to your business to, mm-hmm. to expand your, your business and, and other realtors who have joined. So it, be, it became the bloodline of Revel right from, from the onset. And now we represent many builders and developers. We've sold out numerous mm-hmm. subdivisions mm-hmm. and we have systems in place on how to gain and attract leads for these builders. So it's, um, I think builders have realized working with a good company that yep. is comfortable selling new construction because new construction is very different from selling resale. Yes, very yes. Different. And you have to be comfortable. There's, there's timelines. It can be intimidating for the new agents very. really. So we have that platform for them where they come, there's in-house builders, there's a variety of them yep. and they're learning. And that's like, to me, I was very intimidated by new construction. Like I, I didn't know the two by fours and I didn't know all this stuff, but, but I learned and it's sales. It's the same thing. 
thing. And it's people yeah. and and rela- building relationships and putting people Knowing in homes. Yeah. And as Andrew mentioned too, it's always saying yes. If a developer yeah. or a builder is going to ask you, are you interested in selling their product? Yeah. You say yes. And we train weekly and uh, in Revelet about how to sell new construction and what facets you have to focus on when you mm-hmm. sell new construction, because it is very much different. We've done some cool video with new construction. And I think there's expectations from the builders and now um, for better marketing and creative marketing yes. too. And so that's kind of our jam, right? At mm-hmm. Revel. And I think that's why it's being noticed because um, we've done some really neat videos with new construction projects, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you look in the, in the GTA, you see a lot of developers working with independent brokerages mm-hmm. yes. because their marketing could be more widespread. I, I personally think think, mm-hmm. right? The creativity is, there's no boundaries to the creativity. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, so so in our area, um, I think originally it was uncommon. And now, I mean, like you said, we, we represent, I think, 15 to 20 plus new developments throughout Niagara and, and more always coming. Right? Yeah. And maybe just for some of our viewers, do you want to comment uh, on the new construction market right now? Because there was a time years ago where there was a lot of inventory mm-hmm. um, and things have switched gears a bit. Um there's less uh, areas going up. Yeah. I mean, it it, it goes in waves. Like you said, sometimes there's slow periods and other times there's, there's hotter periods. I Mm -hmm. think we recently just experienced the hotter period Mm -hmm. in regards to new construction. Um, But then you see things like COVID and the cost of lumber going up significantly and, and, and perhaps a little bit of labor and that changes the price points with new construction. And now sometimes the consumers look at the resale side of the market. So yeah. it does change and it could, it, it could alter. And I just think having the avenue of both resale and new construction for realtors at our company is very advantageous for their careers, mm-hmm. uh, whichever way it goes. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And during the lockdown, uh, there was a lot of people that didn't want to leave their houses and drive down here, but they still wanted to invest. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a way that they yeah. could just pick up the phone, view some floor plans, yeah. get a few uh, mm-hmm. conference meetings and still invest in new construction. Right. And still do so. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. So you did good with your new construction. You you came on board with new construction. Then you, then you stopped after a while when you formed your team. Yeah. Cause you became, a lot of work. You, you became very successful and it is a lot of work, it but you became very successful. And I got to train like all your 1 million new agents, you know, yeah. on the way here, I had three calls. <laughs> got to help them out. Yeah. Uh, no, so you were not like, you were like flash. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got two meetings tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I was late today. You do, yeah. Um, but they call me and I love it. That's what I love to do. See, it's funny cause you got out of teaching uh, and my deep down, I always wanted to teach. So yeah. I got into real so, estate. Yeah. And because I'm always like, here's Emily Berry's number. Go <laughs> at Revel. We answer your call anytime, 1159 PM. Oh, sorry. And Emily Berry will answer your call right up until she goes to bed at 10 o'clock. Don't call past 10 o'clock. New agents, they know I'm, better. I'm in bed by eight, so I can't do much for you. <laughs> but I wake up early and I think they know. A lot of the new agents know I'm up super early, like five, six. So that's when they they message me and I, I email a lot of them. But so you're busy. Of course. I get, I get yeah. busy, but you're busy. You're always the one. I can't say I'm busy in front of you because I know you're just epically more busy than me. So I can complain I, I, to others. I don't know. I would say at, t- at times I, I would agree. Um, at this point in the game, I mean, I think I'm surrounded by fantastic people in various positions of the company. I mean, you're the director of realtor growth and development. You take on a lot of responsibility AP is, you know, director of recruitment. He takes on a huge amount of responsibility and he takes care of a lot of the social stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was trying to get Andrew to come to Revel and uh, I was really impressed with his social marketing. And I'll never forget the time he he dunked the basketball. And <laughs> that rubbed was the it, video for me. I'm like, I have to have a coffee with this boy. Yes, he rubbed it in. The, the uh, little, kid's, the little face. kid's face. And yeah. I said, you know what? He des- he needs to be a Revel <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and we had that talk and... Um, yeah. And he had mentioned about opportunity. He yeah, wanted to have more opportunities. And I think at Revel, we've we've established opportunities for various people and they have contributed to making the company so special. And the mm-hmm. two of you have done that very much so. And this is another example, doing such a great podcast. Yeah. Wow, this, this is, is a great a lot. So, I mean, I've got some other stuff here, but just on expansion, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much, but how many offices do you have? So we have 10, <laughs> we have 10 offices right I, I now. I yeah, we have now. 10 offices. Um, Andrew would know that question more because he's, he's, yeah. I'm joking. I'm trying to be funny. 10 offices. And again, they, they recently 
What's we, the number we, of agents right now, guys? We're we've passed 170. Yeah, I think, it's I think we're nearing 180. Yeah, with the wash and everything, you're probably around the 180. 180. Mark. So, how do you, Ryan? The question uh, I had for you today is: How do you maintain the Revel look, the culture, the brand? Um, are you selected with head coaches? Uh, do you want to talk about if somebody wanted to open a Revel today and they're watching this from uh, a location where they think Revel would do well? Uh, what are first steps? I mean, it's critical um, when choosing a head coach, for sure. Mm -hmm. In the past, when you look at the the first out of region, Chris Costabile in Brantford, I think was an unbelievable candidate to do that and to lead the charge, lead the revolution outside of Niagara. He's done a fantastic job where he is. Um, he's selling at a very high level. Mm -hmm. People are joining his office. He's a great leader. And it just sort of followed suit um, with the with the following head coaches that that came along the way. I mean, now with Dylan and Ashley being in house and expanding to Grimsby, uh, Casey and Marge in Fort Erie are fantastic, yeah. <laughs> and they're newly on board. Um, we have Tracy uh, Greenspoon up in Barrie, and 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 recently Fred, yeah, recently Fred. comes in high regard Fred came with, in on a podcast. with Milton, and he was on the so podcast, nice. and he is fantastic, and he's a Raptors fan as well. So that's that's and a we're good co-listing a property next week. You are, and I referred Fred a listing. Yeah. Before he joined, um, very good clients of, of mine up in Milton, and he was fantastic. He's and the great thing about amazing. it was the, the client said, I have three people that are on my list before I even mentioned him, and he was already one of them. Oh, wow, nice. So that's such a great sign when you see, when you see things like that. So yeah. when choosing a head coach, mm -hmm. I think internally we all discuss this. Yeah who we, who we would, we would want to lead that next charge. And it has to be a strong personality. Mm -hmm. Well, the Georgian Bay girls too. They're and the like, Georgian yeah. Bay recently. They're, they're tough cookies. And Danielle. Yes. Yeah. Like women power they're, up in North. Yeah. In Fantastic people. Yeah. And, and we right. went for the day and spent the afternoon with them and they're, yeah. they're unbelievable and, uh, and they're going to do fantastic in their area. So, so who is going to be next? Yes. We're always looking. We have interviews mm -hmm. with, with people and I know Andrew is yeah. always bringing people, uh, to the table. But it's also like, we're completely inclusive, right? At Revel. But at the same time, like it, it to, to even not, not even about the head coaches, but just about the agents we bring mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like we're super selective, but at the same time, you know, we want to make sure that quality realtors are coming. Ethical realtors are coming. 100. We want people, you know, that are, are willing and looking for these opportunities. Um, so, so I think the, the, the quality that, you know, the Revel brand stands for is protected. Yeah. And, and to, to sort of uh, comply with the teamwork. I mean, we're, yeah. we're a team oriented brokerage with a lot of support with one another. I mean, it's, it's already a competitive industry. Mm -hmm. And I think just being supportive of one another. I mean, yeah. you've said that many times, M. the more you seem to help other realtors, the more it comes back it comes to you back. in a positive way. And I think that's always been um, the backbone of Revel from the onset. I had some, uh, not criticism, but when I started the training, I mm -hmm. had some people discouraging me. It was like, you shouldn't get into that. Your business is going to go down. You're mm -hmm. just going to get too busy training. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to help grow Revel, but I also wanted to teach. And my business has grown every year since. Like yeah. it, it's, I, but you too. know what I do? I mean, a whole different podcast on leveraging, but like I grew a team around me to help me out. Me too. And I focus yeah. on what I'm good at and what I like to do. And that's list homes and train and teach with my kids and my family. I balance it out. Uh, you know, it works. And, and it even like it, the, sometimes the opportunities aren't as clear, even because even Ryan said, are you sure you're ready for this, Andrew? Like, you know, don't let it affect your business. And I was ready for it. Mm -hmm. And now I've got a team and I'm doing the same thing. I'm following your footsteps mm -hmm. by leveraging off and having people do certain things so that I can focus more on this aspect and helping Revel grow. And you're helping individuals grow, which in turn helps Revel grow. Yeah. And so I think that, and I'm reading a good book. Oh my God, is it Jim Collins, Jim Collins, um, <laughs> from good to great. Yes. And it's oh, what nice. separates good leaders from great leaders. And so like example, Ryan could have outsourced all of the leadership roles. He could have, he could have outsourced all the managerial roles, mm -hmm. but he didn't. He looked inside and he promoted from within 
he was open for guys like me because I'm the type of guy that I'm kind of like you. I'm competitive. I don't take no for an answer. Ryan was like, I don't think we need this position. I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> right. But, but I think, you know, for obvious roles like Emily Barry and, um, you know, choosing people from within and the head coaches are the same Dylan and Ashley now and, and things like that. So uh, not to like toot your horn, but you know, that makes, that's what makes you a great leader. No, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I was always given advice from my parents to, to hang around with people that are better than you. And at uh, first I, when they said that to me, I was a little shocked <laughs> and, uh, but I under, I understand that now. And I always try to surround myself with, with great people. Um, motivated people, like you said, ethical people, number one, That's number one. Um, caring people. And um, yeah, I think we've done that. And the success of Revel does not fall anywhere just on my plate. It's it's because of people like yourselves and our, and our mentors and our staff and management and everybody that's involved has contributed to making this company such a special place. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. I'm very yeah, thankful. So beautiful. Very thankful. <laughs> Aren't you so glad I pushed you into doing video? Just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan was like, oh, I don't know. No one wants to see me on the videos. No, this was years ago before videos were big. We were trying to get everybody on, on the video bandwagon. And uh, I remember the first couple of videos you did. You're like, no, no. And now you're like, look at me. I'm on the videos. So a lot of people ask me this question, Em. Oh, you know, what is, what is Emily's loyalty to Revel? Uh, some people have said, oh, you guys were very close friends growing up. You <laughs> That's were so funny. That's- <laughs> And I said, no, we were never really friends growing up. No, no, we knew of each other. Maybe I said hi to you once on the odd occasion. Yeah. But, but somebody a bully. Yeah. They've, that they've, is a rumor. Actually, people are like, oh, you went to school with together. Ryan. You guys used to hang out and you went yeah, to school no. together. And yeah, no, no. never. No. So what, like, what has been your loyalty to the company? Ooh. This dun, is dun, my dun, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Let's hear. Oh, guys, <laughs> mm, I don't know. I, I mean, definitely I've had, I've had many phone calls, you know that, cause I tell you, uh, I, I think it's just being a part of something different and not wanting to just be lured over by things I, I, I that aren't important to me. Uh, I like being a part of something different. I like being, uh, I, I like making a difference at the company and, and I know yeah. I, I, I have to uh-huh. some extent and I'm proud of that. And I, I don't know the people, the people I'm very committed. So yeah, I get the phone calls and I just listen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you have fun? I have a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. This year yeah. there's a little less fun in person, but we have fun still on the Zooms and the Google Meets. So my student, the students all join. I get like probably 10 to 20 of them uh, join lately. And I just loosen them up. I'm gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm stuck in my house. <laughs> like the camp counselor. I'm gonna tell <laughs> okay, you some guys. stories just to loosen you up. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But it, it, they have a lot of fun and I think they appreciate uh, the training. Yeah. But I, I don't know, the loyalty, I, I guess, um, I just, I love the company. The billboards, you know? Yeah, the billboards. It's <laughs> board. I can't get it. Join the revolution. <laughs> I don't know. So let's uh, end with the question yeah. here. Of um, We're about on an hour now. Where do you see Revel in five years? No. Ryan Cervelli, where do you see Good Revel? Good question. I, I, see us, um, I see us expanding not only provincially, but, but nationally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is the goal. That is the goal is to push the company forward. Uh, now we're on the move. Um, I was always told from a, from a great coach of mine, very successful, individual that there's no standing still in life. You're either moving forward or backwards and we are definitely moving forward. So from this chair, the push is forward and, um, Everybody along the way, I guess we're all, we're just going to so support each other and, yeah, and, and work I hard. I train a lot more. I might need an assistant <laughs> under me, Ryan. There might be another. But I, I just, I truly think we have something special. Yeah. I love what, like Andrew said, in, in, in internally what we have and, and the sky is the limit for us. And I, yeah. I want to share it and experience it with, with the entire team. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Well said. I'll just end. We'll end there. You you wrap up that you're better, Mr. Host. <laughs> okay. I'm just the co-host. All right. Well, Ryan Cerevelli, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you know what? It was a long-weighted interview, but I think everybody's happy that it happened, and it was well worth it. Emily Barry, thank you very much for co-hosting. I'm. Andrew Perry, and I'm the co-host. This interview has just been amazing. 
Tune in on next week when we have. Who do we have next week? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just we you have and Ashley I. and Dillian. Uh, Dillian, <laughs> Ashley and Dylan from the Grimsby office. We're yeah. super excited, excited to get to yes. know them, and uh, the office is opening very soon, right? So looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, so it's perfect timing. So thank you very much, everybody. We're logging off.